You're listening to True Heart. Amy and Scott Mallon dive deep with celebrities, mavericks, visionaries, and real-life heroes to find out what sets their souls on fire. Here's Amy and Scott. What's up, everybody? It's Amy and Scott, and we are back for another awesome episode of the True Heart Podcast. Before we get into today's special guest, just a friendly reminder, subscribe to the show wherever podcasts are found and subscribe on YouTube if you want the full experience. And we would greatly appreciate if you're loving the show, leave us a five-star rating and a great review. Today's guest is what we would call a true change maker. Um, You'll hear it from him, uh, but in today's environment of divisiveness and anger, and just feeling like things are in general falling apart and we all feel kind of isolated and alone. Um, Zachary, uh, our guest, his message is so powerful and the ways in which he has found to connect with other people are so applicable in everybody's lives. And I just think that you know, it's one of those things that can really change your life listening to him and, and, and being moved by it. So keep it locked here. We're going to have a really important conversation about mental health and you don't want to miss it. We're so excited to welcome Zachary Daranowski to the show. In the midst of COVID, mental health activist Zachary found himself at a personal breaking point. With the hope of giving people a voice and the confidence that they are not alone in their struggles, Zach started sharing mental health content. Zachary founded the Mental Health Movement with the mission, You Matter Most, a movement that seeks to normalize conversations around mental health and well-being. Social media provided a platform to bring a global community together during COVID, a time when people are yearning for a way to connect, be authentic, and be vulnerable. Zachary hopes to inspire people through his simple but powerful formula. Vulnerability equals relatability equals empowerment. From MHM, Zachary has started a mental health ambassadorship program, a podcast, a clothing line, and offer $1,000 scholarships for students experiencing mental health issues. Before we get into our chat with Zachary, let's check out one of his powerful videos. Hi. Hello. Why are you sorry? Uh, you okay? Yeah. Are you going through stuff or what's going on? What are you going through? I'm thinking of you, okay? Thank you. Have a great day. How's it going? Uh, be better. What's going on, man? Just depression. How long have you been feeling like that for? Four or five months now. At this time, I don't feel like I'm being loved. I guess, and it's kind of taking a toll on me, I guess. I appreciate it, man. So, Zachary, joining us from Playa del Carmen, Mexico, a beautiful place to be. Thank you so much for making time to be a guest on the True Heart podcast. We were so fired up and inspired by your beautiful and positive content on social media. And so that's why we're really excited to connect with you and have this important conversation about mental health today. Thank you for having me on, Amy and Scott. I'm really excited for this conversation. So thank you. You know, uh, well, yes, and for me, thank you as well. Um, before we dive into it, um, <clears throat> just as an interesting kind of backdrop, you know, for us Americans, we, we're going through this time right now that's so difficult, you know, with 
you know, January 6th and just kind of the national divide. And, you know, I, I, for example, I work out at a gym and it's like, you'll see CNN and then you'll see OAN. And, you know, it's like people get their news from different sources Mm -hmm. and it's like, there's two different groups now and we can't seem to talk to each other anymore. We can't seem to get along anymore. And that's why I think what you're doing is so important and so powerful. And, you know, I think, you know, one of the things that you constantly hear is how do we heal? How do we, what do we need to do as a country to, you know, just be able to look at another human being and be like, oh my God, you're just a human being. You're not just some like enemy that I need to vilify. So that's one of the reasons why I think what you're doing is so powerful and so interesting um, I, I don't know if you thought about that or, you know, I'm sure you have, but what do you think about all that? Like versus, you know, what we have going on here and what you're doing and how it could be maybe applied to some extent. Yeah. Um, what you said spot on. And I have thought of that. And one of my first videos when I started doing this was a poster video with a social experiment with a simple sign that said, I don't know if you've seen it, it says your vaccination status won't change how much I love you to as opposed to being pro-vax, anti-vax, and all these conversations and divides that you speak on to see it from this greater overview. And people came up to me and they'd be like, okay, so are you pro-vax, anti-vax? And I would just say neither. And they would just stand there and they'd freeze and they would either walk away or then they would see it for what it is and smile or have a nice conversation and just hoping that that little conversation that they can pay it forward and keep that momentum going in their life. And then obviously through the videos, connecting with people that I'll never get the opportunity to meet. Um, Because right now uh, we need unconditional love and kindness. And that's what I think the media with CNN, OAN, whatever you're saying, uh, we're lacking. And I don't want to have like a vaccine conversation, but I just feel like there's so much uh, separation and isolation, which leads to the mental health issues that a lot of us have faced and why I started what doing what I was doing. Absolutely. And, you know, we were actually talking about it with another guest on the show um, this week that hopefully in 2022, you know, we have blessings raining down on all of us and we turn over this new leaf of love and kindness and we can heal the divide that's been separating us And especially in a global pandemic, which unfortunately we're not out of the woods yet, um, you know, being safe and having to stay apart creates more of a physical and emotional divide and exacerbates mental health issues. And so having opportunities to come together virtually and when we can safely together in person, I think gives us the chance to heal Um, And to see each other for who we are, which is just all people doing our best to get by every day, because you never know what is going on in somebody's life and what they're suffering from or the obstacles and challenges that they face. I feel like we're so quick to judge other people. But if we if we just consider, wow, that's somebody's mother or husband or best friend and Maybe they just lost somebody they love or they lost their job or, you know, their their partner is sick with COVID. What, whatever it is, like there's something going on that's making them act that way. It's just it's just something we have to consider, I think, to show up with that kindness. 
That is absolutely spot on. And that's probably the biggest takeaway that I get every single day when I do these videos. It's the people that come up to me are the people that I would expect to not. And after doing it, you just, and you have no idea what they're going through. And people are so good at masking it. And we all feel like we're all struggling alone when truly we're all going through maybe not the same thing, but similar emotions. And if we were willing to be vulnerable and, and express that, think that would be a gateway for us to feel more connected not isolated and better as a community as as one um so i try my best to do that would you would you just take us through a little bit of you know for people who don't haven't been exposed to what you're doing um what you're doing and how it started like how did it all start and you know why why did you start doing it and like how did it catch i i, I can you watch it, you understand why it caught on so quickly, but just the power of what you're doing. I just love to hear a little bit of the origin origin story about it. Sure. So two years ago, I started medical school, at the University of Sydney in Australia. And my dream was to go to medical school and become a doctor and live in Australia. And that was like my dream. And then I got there January 2020. I started then 2020 started like it did for everybody else in the world. COVID happened. I went through a six-year relationship breakup, which at the time I didn't know was like my identity and like my source of happiness. Uh, ACL knee surgery because working out and playing basketball, that was my form of therapy at the time that I didn't know about. Medical school was really challenging. And then COVID obviously left me unable to go back home. And I didn't really have any real friends or family that I could like connect with there um, to share these things with. So it built, built, built. And I just felt alone. It was a breaking point. And I was going through, I finally, like my knee was starting to feel a little bit better. And I was going for like a walk slash run in the busy city in the middle of the day. And I just started hysterically crying and like these busy, like men and women walking by me, just not even looking at me, not seeing me. And that was like the epiphany of like, okay, this isn't how I should feel. Um, I've always believed in mental health. I just never thought it would impact me. And at 27, I went and I sought counseling services at the University of Sydney, um, which are fortunately free. And one of the things they taught me to do, because I overthink and I get anxious, is to write down my thoughts. So I got a journal and I journaled for a few days. But I was like, you know what? I'm probably not the only one that feels this way. Why don't I like put it out there somewhere? Um, maybe find like a match, like Tinder or Bumble, but for mental health, have a support. Um, and then I can just like move on and just have a, a place to vent or a person to vent to. I couldn't go to any other social media platform because my friends and family were there. So that defeated the purpose. So I went to TikTok and the first video really just took off overnight. Um, and I was just blown away that one, it took off. I just wanted like 40 or 50 views in one person. And two, that like this many people resonate, it resonated with. And it was like, just I think like four or five anecdotes or examples of what like depression felt like or loneliness felt like at that time. So I started creating more videos, raising mental health awareness on that platform. And that was growing while I was in medical school. And I was really enjoying, I guess, creating content. And I was noticing I was passing and doing well in medical school, but it wasn't like, it wasn't the end all be all for me. I found that I figured out that maybe it was, somewhat my ego drove me. I failed out of college when I was 18. And I've always wanted to like academically prove, I guess, people wrong. And I've always wanted to connect with people, like help others. So I thought that was just, that was the only way to do so at like the highest level. And over time, I just recognized that this, it, 
this, I could do this, but this isn't the end all be all. So as of August of this past year, 2021, I took the leap of faith. I clicked uh, withdraw from your studies and I flew back home to my hometown in Canada in September and I started doing this full time. But when I flew back, I said I didn't want to just raise awareness. I wanted to, how can I like actually create change? And the way we create change is through storytelling and a formula that I create in all the videos that I do, which I'll say in a sec, is vulnerability equals relatability equals empowerment. So if we can, like we were saying before about being vulnerable, then we can relate, then we can empower people to do the same. So I do these, I guess, videos on the street where a lot of them I'll be blindfolded and I'll have a sign saying, if you feel heartbroken or empty, hug me. If you have anxiety or depression, hug me. Or Just anything that can be very raw and vulnerable to start that conversation. And by being blindfolded, not only am I vulnerable, but it's also removing biases and just really focuses on the conversation, not the person, not the background, the distraction, just what's going on. And I found that oftentimes people don't want answers. They just want to be heard. And that's, and people always say like, how do you know what to say? I most of the time just ask questions and listen, because I think that holds more value than we give it credit for. Um, so that's the videos that I've been currently producing. Um, and I really, really enjoy it and so happy that it's resonated and connected with people in a positive light. And it's so interesting that you had this, you know, breakdown while you were in Sydney, which led to this breakthrough that, you know, if you were feeling this way, then it means that millions of other people are feeling this way. And instead of just internalizing all of that, you found a really healthy outlet to deal with it for yourself, but also to connect with other people. And actually it was really beautiful because Scott had discovered one of your videos online and he knew right away <laughs> it was going to resonate with me. And, you know, when my husband forwarded it to me, I then went down the rabbit hole and I started watching like dozens of your beautiful videos with our 10 year old son. And I was just sitting there like weeping watching these videos because I could feel the pain and the rawness of all the people that you were talking to. And I especially love that you were blindfolded and that you removed, you know, any sort of biases and just everyone was being treated equally um, just based on what they were coming up and, and offering and, and being vulnerable and, and sharing with you. And I really connected with this content because about 10 years ago, I wanted to raise awareness for um, survivors of sexual assault and human trafficking and domestic violence like myself and helping to remove the stigma of the invisible wounds of the trauma that survivors um, suffer from on a daily basis and, and foster acceptance and support. So I had said to Scott, you know, I, I want to spend the day just hugging strangers. And we actually went out That's 10 true. years ago. I forgot about that. Um, and and wow. we did it. We went yeah. all over LA and I hugged strangers and it was awesome and so powerful. And this was like really before Instagram. So I just did it like to do it for me. And I don't I, think we did anything with it. We just no, kinda we like, didn't. We didn't we do anything did with it. it. I just wanted to have the experience, I guess. And it just means you guys are like uh, soul brother and soul sister. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally simpatico. But 
you know, my point in mentioning this, and obviously you'll you'll relate. Um, when, when I did it, um, I was getting back so much more than I was giving. Yes. So, you know, I was turning up and like, oh, wow, to have this this connection, this physical, this emotional connection through the power of a hug, which releases this serotonin and this dopamine mm -hmm. and just makes you feel good. That was happening for me. But then I, I realized when I was letting people in, even though I came to share like here's my pain and experience on behalf of all these other survivors of, of violence. People were letting me into their traumas and, and opening up to me in ways that were just blowing our minds. So, but you know, what's interesting is the way you were doing it was you were going up to people and saying, can I give you a hug? Yeah. And I love what, what you're doing, what you've really, I think honed in on something incredibly powerful is by blindfolding yourself and just holding a sign you're kind of opening the door and saying, anyone can come over here. I'm just standing here. I don't even know if you're in front of me and you can give me a hug. <clears throat> and I think th the way you've evolved that and made it so uh, easy for anybody who's feeling anything and just needs a human connection. Cause it's just, there's so much to unpack about what you're doing so much beauty and power in it. Um, first of all, that, you know, social media is usually used for people's egos and to put on a fake, you know, <clears throat> front about how great their life is and just to try and all get followers where you've turned it on its head and you've, you know, made it not about you, but you've made it about other people and telling these stories that are moving and powerful. And I just, I, I think everything that you're doing is so incredible. I just, I think, you know, the, the application for it is just, it's mind blowing because like, like we were talking about um, before, just how the divides in, in not just in the United States, but everywhere, people just don't see each other as people anymore. Right. They see each other either as a political party or a race or a gender or a religion, and they just don't see the person. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the biggest issue. And that's why I think it's really taken off as well as it has this past few months is because of, the state of the world. And I think Amy hit the nail on the head that like people reach out and they're like, you're doing all these kind things. You're, you're so kind of you and so loving. And it's like how it makes me personally feel is better than anything I could do for myself. So almost it's not, it's almost like a selfish act of like loving and serving others and just being out there in the, when I'm back in Canada in the freezing cold with wind burning, like two gloves on, because that's what <laughs> makes me feel alive is connecting with humans and sharing stories. And that's what I think we're all here for is to leave an impact. And that's a weird way that I've found mine through that journey of med school to doing this now. So. I don't think people realize, I think, I think it's important to take a second and just understand to blindfold yourself and hold up a sign on a street means that you're sitting there completely unaware of who might be coming up to you. You could get, I mean, I don't think this would happen, but someone could shove you, someone could hit you. Uh, you're exposed. You're completely exposed and defenseless. And I think that's the total power of this, why people come up and show their vulnerability. But the courage to do that is really extraordinary, I think. Yeah, it's it, it, especially originally to do this for one to five hours, unknowing of who's in front of you who's behind you and yeah but i haven't had any bad experiences 
knock on wood. There was one girl who threw threw Skittles at me the second week I started doing it. And that was like the peak badness. So I can take a couple Skittles. Uh, I'm glad it was just some candy. And, <laughs> well, and Skittles are pretty more, hard, though. Hold on. Skittles, on yes. not like Canadian popcorn. Skittles are very hard. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't, you didn't taste the rainbow then? <laughs> no, I, didn't, I didn't taste the rainbow that day. <laughs> um, well, Zachary, I mean, the, the power of the hug, it's obviously transcendent, as we've been talking about. I wonder beyond, you know, going out there and doing this for yourself and for others, what are the other kind of tools in your toolbox that you use on a daily basis that keep your mental health in check and tips that you would offer to other folks that are struggling right now? Yeah, um, those are some good questions. So the pieces of like toolboxes that I items that I use for myself, um, I I work out. I love I love I love to go into the gym or go for nature or try to do some type of physical activity every single day. Um, one of the really mo most important pieces of my toolbox item now that I use is called micro goals. So an example of a micro goal would be say it's three twenty four p.m. right now Thursday afternoon. And I think of my ex or something happens where I'm just sad. And the emotions happen. You can't plan it. I'll go to my phone and I'll set a 30 minute alarm. So for the next 30 minutes, I'll look at old photos. I'll listen to sad songs. I'll cry. I'll, I'll express however I want to express. I won't suppress it. But at 3.54, when that alarm goes off, I will go and make something to eat. I'll call my mom, I'll go for a walk, I'll, I'll, I'll do my laundry, I'll make my bed, I'll do one goal to allow myself to shift out of that. So therefore, I don't suppress it, but it doesn't carry over. And that's something that's really helped me a lot. Um, and that, that's, about people. that is beautiful. Uh, we're definitely going to apply that into our own lives. And I, I think it's important uh, just to mention that the, this is something I think about. Uh, the word experience, the root word for experience is per, P-E-R. And that means to go through something. And so the idea is that if you experience trauma or it's just something negative or, or whatever it is, if you just avoid it, then it will never go away. It becomes like a cancer. And in order to really get past it, you have to go through it. And so I love your idea of I'm going to give myself 30 minutes to just feel whatever comes my way and to go through it, to be in it, to sit in it and marinate in it, mm -hmm. but only 30 minutes. And then I'm going to do something else. I, I, I love it. I think that's brilliant. That Thank is you. a great tool that people can apply um, in their lives that I think will be really helpful. Um, you know, along those lines, Zachary, we obviously talk a lot about mental health on our show because there's this epidemic, uh, you know, right now with suicide rates being at an all time high and people need to know that they're not alone and that there are people that care about them. And we saw that you recently posted this statistic that 75% of all suicide victims are men and that men are just less likely to get the help that they need. So I'm curious to know, why do you think it is that men have been conditioned to stay silent about their feelings? That's a great question. Um, as men, right, we're told to man up and to suppress our emotions. And I feel emotions are human. They're not masculine or feminine. And when we suppress them, 
we let them build and they build to a breaking point. Um, fortunately, I think uh, most more females have the tendency to have support groups or just to have those conversations. And by conversations, it's not I'm suicidal. The conversations could be I'm sad or I'm having a bad day or just very like minimal, but allows the it not to build. And I think that's a really important piece that guys don't do as much of. And I've noticed that with my own friend group, something that helps a lot are diffusers. Um, so like I can't have a conversation sitting at like a kitchen table with one of my friends, but if I'm shooting hoops, like playing basketball and talking about stuff, being distracted, then I'm much more uh, comfortable to have those conversations. So I think it's more so finding where the environment and who you can talk to and just starting those conversations to not allow those statistics to stay at that percentage and more importantly, the rate they are for male and female. You're, wow. you're absolutely by right. By the way, that's so true because I play basketball a lot too. Amy knows. Do you still play by the way? Do you, is your ACL okay? Have you like, it's getting better. Yeah. I'm getting okay. back into it. <laughs> uh, Cause I, I played basketball for 20 years. It's Amy wow. knows. It's like my favorite thing. I do it a couple of times a week. I'm okay. You know, I mess around, get some triple doubles. Stas being humble. He's very good. But, but I love it. I love it. And it's so funny because what you said is so true. I'll be sitting there like warming up with guys and I'll have more deep conversations with guys in those moments than I ever have. And I've known these guys for 15, 20 years in just warming up. You just, you're right. It's the distraction because guys, guys just feel like we just always have to be strong and we always have to be stable. And um, one of the things, interesting things I've learned about guys is that uh, our first emotion for most guys, you know, this is a stereotype, but for most guys is anger. We're, we're easy. It's easy for us to show anger because it's kind of like a strong emotion. We feel like it's showing strength. Um, and I think women, on the other hand, um, they're, they're much easier to show sadness, you know, and it's hard to flip that to show guys you can show sadness. It's okay. It doesn't make you weak. Um, so yeah, I think I agree. it's removing the stigma, which is so important around this perception that opening up and being authentic and being vulnerable is a weakness when in fact the opposite is true. It's actually our greatest strength because when we keep everything buried inside, as Scott said, one, it becomes toxic and manifests in all these awful ways, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. But two, it isolates us because we don't have the ability to connect with other people. And we are all emotional creatures, you know, whatever gender expression we have, it's just a fact of life. And so instead of running away from that, we have to learn to lean into it and not be afraid of it because even in the most challenging of circumstances, and I've been through some really scary and terrifying shit in my life, there's beauty in the lessons that you learn from it. And I've learned on my journey of healing, which I know is lifelong um, and it's a, it's a process every day, but that it's not what happens to you, it's how you react to it. And we are so much stronger than we give ourselves credit for. And I wish like starting off when, you know, kids are young in school, instead of worrying about these bullshit facts that we'll never remember, you know, past, you know, our 15th, 16th birthday, we're teaching kids about resilience and emotional intelligence 
and how to tap into these skills that we need to thrive and survive every day. Because that's the difference between people who are able to lead a healthy, balanced life and those who are out there struggling, feeling like they're all alone because they've never been taught how to manage their emotions and their mental health. Drop the mic. Like, I don't know how to follow up on that. <laughs> that was so well worded and so spot on. I couldn't agree more. And I challenge every listener of this podcast um, to have that conversation with someone that is close to you or a friend that you haven't spoken to in a while, just saying, what's going on in your life? If you're having a bad day, a bad week, whatever's going on, just say something. Um, you'd be surprised at how it's reciprocated in the connection that it brings between you and that other person and that we all um, are going through stuff, going through shit. And no one is alone, as you said before, um, even if it feels like that. Um, isn't that the definition of trauma as well, is when it feels like you're going through something alone? Absolutely. Feeling like you are the only person in the world that can understand your situation. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons that survivors of trauma or any mental health issues take away is the fact that other people are experiencing pain and suffering as well. And when you understand that you're not the only one, it makes the load that you're carrying feel lighter um, because you know that there are other people that can understand you. But there are people who are just, there's so many people who are just angry. And mm -hmm. like you watch these people and they're just yelling and they're so angry about everything. What's your take on that? Like, what do you think people, like, how do you react? How do you, how do you reach somebody like that? A few years ago, before I did all this, you would try to match their energy level, right? Because that's what <laughs> they want you to do. Um, but through doing these things, I've noticed that obviously they're hurt or upset with their own lives. But more so when they say or blurt these things, there's no depth. So when you ask them a follow-up question versus trying to match their energy, they're either blank-faced or they just walk away or the goal with me asking the question is to hopefully get them to simmer down or get to some common understanding, but usually it never goes there. Um, I never take it personally. Um, and that's more so to continue the reason why I'm doing, because like those little blurps stick with people much more than a hundred positive things. I could tell you right now. Yeah. Um, it's really important to, and that's why I share some of the, I guess the negatives a little bit in the videos to show like, humans <laughs> like yeah you get everything right the continuum yeah. of motion or the spectrum so um i think take what i've noticed problem. yeah i love that is i've seen some people um in the videos uh zachary i i feel like they believe it's too good to be true you know what i mean like when you're giving That's out it. the beautiful flowers the people the ones who say no like they're afraid to say yes because they're like wait a minute where's the catch like they're just mm -hmm. not used to like kindness for the sake of like someone being kind to them. So they, they're they like, this guy must have an ulterior right, motive. Right. And when you're just like, no, just take a beautiful flower. Like, have a great day. You're right. awesome. There's no strings attached. P right. Because everyone thinks there's always a string attached. Right. And, 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 and I think some people are used to themselves being so self-serving that they're like, wait, this is outside of my comfort zone because I wouldn't just go up to a random stranger and like hand them a flower or offer them right. a meal. So how could I like accept that kindness if I'm not able to give it? Right. So I, I see like that light bulb in some of the people when you show the reactions who are like, no, nah, man, I'm good. Like, I don't right. want the flower. And they, you know, they keep right. walking. They miss that yeah. beautiful moment. Like you said, like just saying no, it's like their jerk reaction is saying no. 
Uh, and it, but by the way, I just flashed in my head when you were like saying, don't take it personal. It's so it's such great advice, because if you think about something like road rage, right, like you could be driving along and someone like you accidentally like whatever, you don't even realize something happens and someone just pulls up and gives you the finger. Right. And then you instantly are like, oh, fuck that guy. And but why? You don't know that guy. Like, why are you taking it personally? Why are you? You're so quick to like just spaz out. Like, just relax. Like that guy doesn't know you. Why that guy? That guy could have lost someone. That guy could be in a job he has been wanting to get out of for ten years. That yeah. guy could be going through anything that you'll never know. And like to try to like, energy is just so transferable, right? If you allow it to be positive or negative, and if you allow that to just swoop into your car, then you pass it on to the next person. Uh, and don't do that. <laughs> try not to. <laughs> try to be aware of that. Easier said than done. I get you. It's so true. This Saves Lives is a ridiculously delicious food brand that gives back. Every single purchase sends life-saving food to a child in need. Co-founders Kristen Bell, Ryan Devlin, Todd Grinnell, and Ravi Patel launched This Saves Lives with a simple motto. Buy a bar, feed a child, we eat together. Now with more than just bars, their products contain premium ingredients and are non-GMO, gluten-free, and kosher dairy. Their unique line of kids' products all contain one full serving of fruits and vegetables and are safe for school. To buy their ridiculously delicious snacks, head on over to thissaveslives.com. Are you still wiping your butt with all that toilet paper you hoarded last year? How's that going for you? Let me introduce you to a new way to clean after you handle your business. Meet Hello Tushy. Tushy is the modern bidet that easily clips to any toilet and installs in just 10 minutes. Starting at just $99, Tushy sprays a precise stream of clean water and washes away all of that literal crap that toilet paper leaves behind. Upgrade your bathroom experience by going to hellotushy, T-U-S-H-Y dot com. That's hellotushy.com. Tushy saves the environment and reduces your carbon butt print. Tushy saves you money on toilet paper, and Tushy saves your butt. Go to HelloTushy, that's T-U-S-H-Y dot com. Stop wiping, start washing with Tushy. For over a decade, lifestyle brand Half United has been using fashion to feed people all over the world. To break the cycle of generational poverty, the community provides gainful employment to local artisans and vulnerable communities who create their handmade and sustainable products. For every Half United product purchase, seven meals are given to a child in need. Half United has donated over one million meals to date. Shop their beautiful jewelry, tees, handbags, and home accessories at halfunited.com and help fight global hunger. Say ciao to tradition and hello to your new favorite plant-based Italian bistro in Los Angeles, Brothers Meatballs. Brothers Meatballs was founded by brothers and food industry veterans Mauro and Sergio Corbia, who hail from the Isle of Sardinia, Italy. When they joined forces with second-generation Italian chef Mark Middleman, their self-proclaimed brother from another mother, the concept for Brothers Meatballs was born. Morrow was the founder and creator of Morrow's Cafe inside Fred Siegel, a long-standing LA hotspot. Dissatisfied with the amount of plant-based dining options, reminiscent of the home-cooked meals their mother once made, the brothers were determined to create a menu so delicious it would appeal to herbivores and omnivores alike. 
Inspired by the food Mama so lovingly prepared for Sunday suppers, these meatballs are a modern take on a family classic. All menu items are 100% plant-based and made with Mama's secret ingredient, love. Angelinos can order lunch and dinner Wednesday through Sunday at brothersmeatballs.com. Um, you know, Scott touched on this earlier, uh, the point obviously about social media, right? And so many people not really understanding when they're scrolling through, you know, Instagram or Facebook or Twitter that many of these, you know, celebrities or influencers best, you know, moments on social are photoshopped or took 20 takes, you know, of the video to get it right. Or completely fake. Or, yeah, completely yeah. fake. And you're aspiring to something that's not even real. So you can't even keep up with the Kardashians because they can't keep up with themselves. But so, you know, I wonder, Zachary, in the beautiful work that you're doing, what are the positive and negative ramifications of social media that that you've experienced? Because you're not just creating content, but obviously you've got this, you know, two way relationship where people are also connecting with you. Yeah, um, that's a very good question. I don't get a lot of hate um, in the videos, which is a very fortunate thing. Um, I just didn't like the way social media was done. I never would have done social media the way I feel like it's currently situated um, with showing, I guess, the highlights or the filtered or unreal highlights of people's lives. Um, my social media has grown the biggest like posts, you don't even see my face. Like it has nothing to do with me. And all the videos have nothing to do with me. It's about shining the light on others to um, open the conversation. Um, so I think social media, there's pros and cons to it. Even from me as posting, like you have to find a fine line. Like I try to not scroll. I try to like obviously limit my, my screen time um, and unfollow accounts that don't make you feel better. Like don't follow stuff that doesn't make you feel good and try to be consciously like, like aware of that and ask and questioning that because what you see is what you become or what you hear. It's a manifestation. Um, so I strongly suggest also to the listeners to check who you're following or when it's scrolling through the feed, ask yourself, how does this make me feel? Uh, and if it's not good, unfollow and don't feel bad about it because it's your life. Uh, obviously that's great advice. Um, one of the things I think about in terms of the meaning of your life and how profound it'll be either on a positive or a negative scale will be determined by the, um, the connection you have with other people and the depth of that connection. So you could be, you know, um, a, a, a parent or you could be you know a son or a daughter or your friends it, it obviously you could even have a, a pet you know and have a deep emotional connection with a pet i do think that there's differences in terms of you know the relationships but the depth that you allow yourself to feel that connection and and, and have that bond is what will determine the meaning in your life so i'm just curious you know because you're what you're doing is so profound and amazing how has it affected your relationships, like your personal relationships? Has it changed how you interact with people, um, both strangers and people close to you? Were people close to you kind of like, you know, 
that you know knew you from before like oh my god what's up with zachary um yeah. i'm just curious like how it changed your life and how you you know i'm pretty good at picking up on people's energy and i know i just watching you and you're just so chill and you're just a great listener and uh eloquent and i just think it's I was just curious about these things. Like, how has it changed you doing these videos? It changed me and it hasn't changed me. It's changed me in the sense that I try to spend more time listening than I did before to just like people in my life or strangers or just be kinder. Um, probably that's probably the bigger thing is to be kind um, to anyone and everyone. Um, but it hasn't changed me because even still, like every time I do these videos, um, I'll have a conversation. I'll be like, wow, I had no idea. Like, it still blows me away that like, it's so like mental health is universal or uh, kindness is universal. Like people are going through stuff and I do hugging, like hugging videos and flowers because they are so simple because anyone can do them. They're universal. And that it's not money involved. It's just connection. Like you said, and the depth of the connection, which allows your purpose to be lived. Um, so Yeah. And it's been weird <laughs> since I moved back home. A lot of people, like, obviously, it's a different, like, like, relationship now with some people. But I feel more alive now than I ever have in 28 years. And for the last probably, like, five years before maybe the last six months, I didn't, like, wake up, like, excited for the day. I was just living. Not even living. I was just <laughs> existing. Now I feel alive. And that's... I get excited um, for the day ahead. And I can't believe I didn't do that for half a decade. So just grateful. Well, you've hugged a lot of people, given away a lot of beautiful flowers, meals, gifts, and through the process had all of these people share, you know, the pain and suffering and loss um, and sometimes the joy that's been going on in their lives. So what have been some of the most memorable connections that you've made with people that you've met on the street? There's been tons. Um, maybe the first one that comes off the top of my head was when I was first doing it, I had a sign that says, who do you wish you, who do you wish you were with right now? And I was in the middle of like just the downtown streets and a guy came up to me and he just said, my ex. And I said, what happened? He said, she, she cheated on me. And I said, how are you now? He said, homeless. And I said, I said, how come? And he ended up saying that he gave her the home because she had two daughters and didn't want her to be on the streets. Wow. And then it recollected like 30 seconds before I started having this conversation, I saw him across the street and he put change into another guy's coffee cup. Wow. And I was like, I was like, you're homeless. How come you gave him change? He's like, it's my birthday in a few days at a few extra bucks. And it was just like mind boggling. Somebody who had nothing and gave everything did that. And fortunately enough, we were able to document it, get his approval. We raised over like $10,000 for him and then help, fortunately got him off from where he was living and have a great 32nd birthday. But that was probably one of like the more um, just in the moment, like what's going on, like trying to like put it together that people, I mean, that's one of the other things is not just be kind, but usually the people who have the least give the most and are appreciative of like the littlest, the smallest action. So um always um be kind 
that that is so beautiful zachary i'm not a religious person but i think there was some like spiritual intervention there in you meeting that gentleman and being able to witness him as you said give everything when he basically had nothing and then you were able to pay forward your blessings to him with the help of some great people you know through social and and change his life when he needed a hand up like there's something so magical about these connections that are meant to be and that when you you know first meet someone you might not realize like where is this going to end up and just because you were on that street corner in that moment with that sign and he came over to share with you and you were vulnerable and authentic and shared back with him you know lives were changed and I look at that, I think it's a microcosm for the ripple effect of goodness in the world that we all have the power to make happen on a daily basis. I think a lot of people have this tunnel vision where everything is just like me, 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 you know, and they're the hamster on the wheel, like got to wake up 6am, take the kids to school, go to work, come back at five, prepare dinner, get the kids to bed, watch TV for an hour, you know, fall asleep, rinse, wash, repeat. And it's like, no, you're missing out. There's so much more to life. And if you just like looked around, you know, every few moments and noticed other people and allowed them to notice you, all of these like divine connections would start happening. And that's how we, I, I really believe, change the world. Yeah, I, that's, that's so spot on. And to add more proof that there's good people out there. I've done maybe like six or seven of these, these fundraisers where we share stories and then create GoFundMe's and raise thousands. But I don't put a dollar in. It's, it's all these strangers watching a 30 second video, donating their own money to a person that they have no idea other than a 30 second video. And a lot of these larger donations are anonymous donations. And it blows me away how many good people who are willing to give are out there and it just proves that there's good people out there and i just wanted to share one more story of another really uh good conversation that i had on the streets um it was outside of my local mall it was a grandmother and two children and the two children came up for the flowers and i was saying like oh how's school um with wearing masks and just trying to have a conversation and they just blurted out my mom died and i was like what and the grandmother repeated it and she's like yeah their mom died and i came to understanding that these kids who were like eight and five uh their mother struggled with mental health and passed from mental health and the 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 the, the dad wasn't in the children's lives anymore so the grandmother had to take them in um so i ended up going to their house like a week later and we heard more of the story just from the kids mouths and he was talking this the, the son the eight-year-old son was like our mom died, our grandfather died, my fish died, death is just normal. And he just, it was just shattering to hear him say those words. And we raised like $15,000 for these kids and for Christmas and for them to get the trauma therapy they need. And now they have overnight summer camp things. People have reached out and want to help and change these, these kids' lives, which you're not going to bring their mom back. But it just blows me away that so many people go through so much stuff and I don't know how you could ever process something like that at that age when you're so just innocent and moldable. And it's just, it still bothers me. Um, that's probably one of the ones that still bothers me. 
and the crazy part about it was the grandmother in that story, um, she was my Montessori teacher 25 years ago when I was three years old. She taught me continents and I didn't even know it at the time. But like Whoa. a circle, like moment where it's like a small world, but it was just, it's crazy. Um, I remember you know. watching that video um, of you sitting on the couch talking yes. with them um, and, and just how how sweet and like wise beyond their years these two boys were because of everything that they had to go through at at such a young age and it's so special that you were able to become a part of their story in a positive way making an impact and i think what's really interesting about it because they were shown such immense kindness from strangers at a young age that will stay with them, you know, in their darkest moment when they lost their mom, you and some strangers help them feel like they weren't alone. And they're going to grow up now being able to handle life's challenges a lot better because they'll understand that there are good people that will catch them when they're falling. And that makes me emotional thinking about it because it, it's so beautiful to just not feel alone to just know that whatever you're going through, there's other people that you know, or in the case of the work that you're doing, Zachary, that you don't know that could offer up love and support. Yeah, and not just the kids, it's the grandparents too, right? They were living paycheck to paycheck and just now at 70 or whatever their age is to have to now carry this weight and just like they have parents, it just, the the dynamics of people's lives we'll never know and if we can do something to help or just listen it can make or break someone's day week month life sometimes um so i'm just fortunate enough now to have this platform to do these i guess storytelling videos in which we can hopefully help people um in some shape uh, way shape or form but yeah well what you're doing is <clears throat> extraordinary and um I think our last question would just be, you know, what do you want your legacy to be? That's a tough question. I didn't just so, so that simple. It's so know. difficult. <laughs> what do I want my legacy to be? The vulnerability is cool. The vulnerability is normal. The vulnerability, as Amy said, is your superpower. I think vulnerability is where uh, that is like the root of everything. Uh, I, you know, it's it's amazing. We've asked that question to all of our guests. And obviously that's the first time I've heard that answer. And I think uh, for men especially, that is, that is something that is, a, it's something we all need to hear. Because we, again, you know, going back to what we said before about men trying to show strength and vulnerability or surrender, you know, somehow looked at as you losing, you know, you lose when you're vulnerable or you surrender or you just allow things to come and happen to you. Um, but you're closing yourself off to the beauty of life and you're, you're closing the doors to all these opportunities. I mean, when I, you know, really first met Amy, one of the things that she taught me, um, she taught me a lot of things, but one of the things she taught me is just say yes to things. Say, say yes. Don't just, you're, first reaction is just say no, no, no. And um, I've learned to say yes to things. And I've learned to be like, she's very uh, emotional and vulnerable and learning how to just, 
as a guy to let those things kind of open your heart, open your eyes, open your mind, because it does legitimately change your outlook and change your life. Absolutely. Well, Zachary, this has been an amazing conversation. We are going to drop the National Suicide Hotline and some other mental health resources on screen. So if there is anybody out there who's struggling, um, we want you to know where you can get the help that you need. And if you haven't already, go to MD Motivator. Um, we're also going to put that on screen on Instagram um, to see some of the beautiful and positive content that Zachary is sharing with the world. And when you come to LA, we want to hit up the streets with you and start hugging people together. <laughs> that that literally would be like the, the best thing about the whole week for me is to go out and hug people with you. So um, you better you better keep us posted so we can we can take this hugging mission worldwide. Yeah, and just from my, me personally, thank you for doing what you're doing. It's it is your your there's a great saying, I forget who said it now, but this idea that doesn't matter how dark it is, just one candle can light everything up. And uh, you're, you're like that candle, you know, you, you, uh, there's so much darkness and fear and anger and division, and you're out there doing something about it. And it's just, we on the show, we really love to spotlight these um, stories of people who, who, who's just say, you know what, I can do something. I may just be one person, but I can do something about this. And it's one thing to, to feel that way, but then to go out there and actually do it is very, very special. Thank you so much, Scott, for your kind words. Amy, Scott, for having me on. And yes, and when I'm in LA, we can definitely do that since you have founded it 10 years ago. So I'm excited to <laughs> see how it's done. <laughs> Thank you so oh much. Oh my gosh, Zachary, it's so great to connect with you. And we can't wait to see what you're going to do next and the millions of lives that you're going to touch around the world. So thank you for blessing our podcast with your amazing uh, wisdom and experiences. Thank you so much, guys. Much love. Wow. Uh, Zachary is an amazing human being. Thank you so much for being on the show and everything that you're doing to help change the world in a positive way. Yes, Zachary, we absolutely loved having you on the True Heart Podcast. And we wanna just say for everyone out there who's feeling alone, you are not alone. And I would encourage everyone, please, one small thing that you could do every day, which would mean the world to the people that you care about in your life, pick up the phone and call them and just check in on the ones you love. Ask them how they're doing. When they respond, really pay attention to their answer. And if they need help, be there with love and support because you never know that one day that you reach out and ask how someone's doing could be the day that they're struggling and your call makes them realize that it's worth hanging on. So if you can be that support and love for somebody else, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. So I'm so fired up and inspired by Zachary. I want to go out and hug everybody. I, I think I'm going to do it when we end this episode because um, it just it feels good to to share the love. Um, and there's nothing better than a warm hug. According to Olaf from Frozen, you could tell we've got a young kid because we've seen that movie like 5,000 times. So anyway, rambling about the hugs. Um, 
But yeah, thank you again, Zachary. What an amazing episode and an important conversation on mental health. And remember, True Heart is available wherever podcasts are found. Uh, if you'd like to see the show, you can find us on YouTube and subscribe there. And we would love it if you left us a really great review. Uh, that really helps us out a lot. We've got another incredible guest coming up on the next week's show. So we're, we're excited to see you again.